0: OTB GAA Scale has opened the war definitely with the football pod Where are your power rankings now?
1: The Royal Rumble that's coming our way Hurling pod versus football pod Will, you're a
0: coward Subscribe to the OTB GAA podcast feed Wherever you get your podcasts
1: The News Round
0: On Off The Ball
1: With Gillette Start your day in flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor With exfoliating bar This is News Talk Nathan, welcome along. Great to have you with us. So, busy show. Mr. Graham Hunter will be on the football show between 9 and 10. Barcelona will play Real Madrid Thursday. There are interesting matters on and off the pitch. So, Graham will take us through them all. This hour, Brian O'Driscoll in studio. And between 8 and 9, we have a slight tangent coming at you, which is very exciting and unexpected. Michael McCarthy here in studio <laughs> as well. Hello. Almost <laughs> unexpected about it. I just think that slot should be, you know, send it to pasture. Do you,
0: yeah? That's
1: interesting. That's the first time i have hearing of it. I couldn't. Yeah. <laughs> Richie McCormick with us. Hello.
2: Unex- unexpected because it's coming at you like Cleopatra.
1: Well, indeed. Can I give you one of the topics, Richie?
2: Is it the greatest hits of Cleopatra?
1: It's not. Ah. All right, I guess you might as well go on then. Somebody emailed into a slight tangent off the dot com and they were wondering about uh, most irritating sporting cliches, which was a topic right up my street. So, you know, uh, Tony was the emailer and he was uh, bemoaning, for instance, uh, use of phrases like an honest pro as opposed to, you know, dishonest pro. And so wanted to know were there any that irritated us. The one I always find overused and therefore to the point of irritation is character. Yeah. as I said to you last week there, is, uh, there has not been a slitter caught in the last 20 years that was not down to character what yeah. character they scream I would
0: find that uh, reductive yeah. and be in- silly be interested if Richie has one but I always think that uh, I am not able to think of any which makes me immediately think that I am prone to them or I am someone that buys into them or doesn't see the them and there's you know, I the, you know, I, I you know, na- natural self doubt here coming in by the fact that I can't think of any of these sporting cliches of which there are ma- many millions. They wanted it more. Oh, Ireland <laughs> <of> the final, <laughs> these they are wanted it the same aren't they? Like they're all basically <laughs> they mean yeah. the same thing, quite like, yeah, you know. Yeah, well, definitely someone was you know, uh, someone had more hunger than another. Well, that's hurling. yeah, that's hurting, yeah, and yeah, I do think that sometimes it is. <laughs> Well, this is the problem with cliché. They definitely come from
1: somewhere. Absolutely. It's just the overuse, I think, kills them in particular. Yeah. Some of them
2: just don't make sense as well. Like, and and they're kind of superfluous. The term, it's a recent addition. And by recent, I mean, like the last 10, 15 years. But where and why foot race came into the, you know, vernacular of sport? I don't know. Like, it's it's just a race. What else are they racing on? They're not going down their hands. (laughs) They're not on their backs. They're not doing a crab run. It's like foot race. Why? Um, yeah. but there's loads like I don't know if anybody I get sent these from time to time uh, which is uh, there's an account called Brian's Gun named in honour I think of the former Nardskeeper which does compilations of these kind of uh, sayings and some of them are just amazing he did one uh, just dedicated to uh, Bang Average uh, people just saying Bang Average over and over again there was other ones uh, where somebody was described over and over again as a Rolls Royce of a player yeah uh, I use which that is, phrase
1: uh, p- you do, actually. Uh, potential, you do. Ba- potential Banana Skin was a great one recently. Oh, yeah. as a, a compilation. Can I tangent it's off a, on
2: this? It's a banana skin
0: reason? or it's not. <laughs> uh, yeah, indeed. Brian's gun, right? <laughs> this has nothing to do with this topic whatsoever, but if anyone ever hasn't seen it, right? The best compilation video about two or three months ago, it was... A collection of John Virgo clips saying, "Where's the cue ball going?" Oh, to <laughs> <laughs> right, and they had to admit, like honestly, he must have went through hours and hours and hours of snooker footage, and the video was just bald footballers. So it was like Tamori Ketsuya kicking the thing. is like, what's the cue ball doing? oh that's so good yeah bald footballers (laughs) with John Virgo said where's the cue ball going and it's honestly do you know what it was like three minutes and it was like this is what the internet was for yeah indeed you know some people bemoan the internet but how could you do so with such like art out there always change the subject there apologies thoroughly enjoyable viewing
1: when a big pot's been made, and Virgo says, "But where's the cue ball going?"
0: I know nobody's, and he's cup. never wrong. The cue ball's always going into the pocket. Yeah. whenever he <laughs> says that, yeah, yeah, uh, you snooker- haven't seen it yet. They're only on the screw. Snooker commentary's really good. Yeah, the snooker commentary I see, I'm sure, there's average. John Virgo didn't do the COVID year because I think he lived in Spain and he was immunocompromised and didn't want to come over. And it was he was so missed. missed yeah, oh, he was so missed. Out.
1: He's the best. He, yeah. He's the best of them. I think. Anyway, that's for a slight tangent. Five three one of oh, six your
0: most irritating cliches because I'm struggling to think of them now that the pressure's on yeah a couple came to mind and immediately left my mind there while okay. what other people were talking I should just, just for people not watching on radio or for, for people only watching or listening on radio and not watching the YouTube Richie's very much dressed like a cat burglar today which I find <laughs> like is, uh, caught by the very man who set out to catch they, him w- what are you up to w- after w- the I'm- show
1: Richie?
2: I wouldn't mind, uh, Mick, but please stop uh, putting my extracurricular activities on the air and trying to conduct my business with a
0: modicum of quietness and stealth, and you're not helping. For any law enforcement listening in to this here show. The uh, (laughs) reason that we decided to speak to Graeme Hunter, by the way,
1: after nine, is that Barcelona had the chance to go 10 points clear at the top of La Liga at the weekend because Real Madrid had drawn 1-0 with Atleti and... Barcelona subsequently lost to Almeria lowly Almeria and Xavi commented, said his team were disgraced. they didn't show any interest in winning and they play Real Madrid in the Cop del Rey Thursday yeah. first of two legs plus they'll play in the league in the next couple of weeks as well so El Clasico is about to really blossom over the next month or so so Graham will fill us in uh, like I said Brian O'Driscoll with us this hour and he's going to give us uh, we, we spoke to him earlier on we can't give you the full Chat will give you a good chunk of it. He spoke to us uh, with the full chat available to podcast, obviously. But uh, he gave us a masterclass in the things that are going on at centre, Mm. on the back of Gary Ringrose being so sorely missed and the level of uh, bluffery and poker that's at play and giving each other the eyes and Mm. doing one thing one time and all with the view to in two moments time or three moments time doing something different. It's all All these traps are being laid at every turn. It was really interesting. And then he said some people are just unpredictable. Like <laughs> Freddie Michalak, doesn't matter. Who knows? Yeah. Even Freddie doesn't
0: know. I always find it fascinating, though, how much is going on at top-level sport. Because we all played sport. You played sport at a fairly decent level. You know what I mean? But like, there is, you know, there's the game and you know, there's a lot of intrinsic things that you do understand from playing it all your life that you might not even realise you're thinking about. But when you talk to these guys in detail, how much is going on? What, ga- what I see Gary Ringrose doing is enough to full, fill my brain without him also like having mind games with his opposite number and you know planning three, four moves ahead that's something that you think of in a game in a static game yeah. in something like snooker or you know like that, that's what you hear oh he's three, four shots ahead it's like right I wouldn't be able to do that but I understand where you're coming from how do you do it in a game like rugby? No a lot of variables going on Yeah but it does it, that's constant even like talk to talk to football people talk to rugby people or whatever like, at the, that have played a top really really top level it's a different sport like in terms of their understanding of the game and what and how they play it rather than you know what us plebs do watching it or playing it at the weekend yes well thankfully Brandon Driscoll in the studio to explain
1: further he wasn't bad no the news ran brought to you which I let labs for an effortless finish to your day so this Katie Taylor Amanda Serrano situation entering into the realm of saga Richie
2: Yeah, it is. Yeah, Katie Taylor's proposed homecoming fight is off. Matchroom Boxing confirmed today that her opponent, Amanda Serrano, has suffered an injury that will prevent her from fighting on the scheduled date of May 20th. Discussions are ongoing to establish a revised date
1: for that fight. What's actually going on here?
2: (laughs) I would say she's probably weighed up Serrano. The gate receipts that are to be had from the three arena versus the gate receipts that could be had from somewhere like Crow Park or Porky Queave, and thought she would be a mug to settle for the Tree Arena. And to be fair, she would How if much? she's getting any if she's getting any cut at the gate. Um, it'd be foolish to go for the smaller venue for this rematch.
0: Yeah, but look, I mean, prices are going to be more expensive in the Tree Arena than they are in uh, in in Crow Park. There's obviously going to be a huge like you know rental fee, and also like I mean, these two were in the fight of the year. Last year, and you know, like it's it's TV is where the money is really going to be made. I don't know what the exact difference in purse would be, but I wonder like, does it matter Serrano care whether it's in Crow Park or whether it's in you know, I can't imagine it's that much of a difference in 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 the gate, like you know, in in her fee. I mean, her purse versus uh, depending on where it is. Would you not think so? Well, like, I mean, it probably is a bit, but again, I just think that this is such an anticipated rematch. Surely, there's negotiations that she could make outside of what the the amount of people that are paying in. You know what I mean? It's gonna be, it's gonna have a huge worldwide TV audience. Like,
2: mm. I still don't think you leave any money on the table in that regard, though. And it, like for a short career as it is in boxing, and both fighters are probably coming to the end of theirs. If you're leaving any money on the table, you're probably being foolhardy in this one because it is an extra. Like, did like we have to remind ourselves that women's purses haven't been what men's purses have been certainly in the last uh, last level ever. Um, So for them to get any kind of extra on this, especially when it would be an increased gait, is
0: is probably within their rights to do so. Well, look, she may well just be injured. She could be, yeah. Uh, Lads, the the fact that we're even questioning that just shows you that like boxing set a date, an announcement for May 20th. We argued over, there was an argument over the venue and nobody really thought that was set in stone. And I think that might be the only sport the only mainstream sport where that's the case. Okay. We have a, fi- coming, a fight announced and it might not happen.
2: We're coming up on two months away from the event and even if it was going ahead, there was no date for, or There there's no word on a venue and there was no word for tickets going on sale, which for any kind of event is just madness. So I think it was quite clear that this, you know, really wasn't going to happen from a, from a long way out.
1: Texting from Graham. just realised it's March tomorrow. Mind blown, says Graeme. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Spring has sprung. Woof. March
0: <laughs> Yeah. March no, it's here. is here. What, what does that mean? Oh, do that. It's the best time of the sporting year it now. Feel like March, it's April May flying by.
1: Is March the best time of the sporting
0: year? March, April, May. I mean this this this, oh, yeah. this uh, section. Yeah.
2: You know? April's a good one. April's a good one. Masters. You've got your you've
0: got your masters. masters. You got your World,
2: World Snooker
1: Championship. You got the
0: GA championship now. Championship,
2: championship. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Culmination of, of you know the the Premier League and the Champions yeah. League and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, April's yeah. a good
1: one. Heineken Champions Cup gets really good. Favourite month, 53106. Be- is there much in American sports going on in April?
0: In April, no. April's really quiet. The baseball gets going and it's still regular season in uh, the NBA. That kind of kicks into the playoffs in May, June.
1: Yeah. Oh, I'm glad March is here, though. Uh, I find as I get older and older, the dark nights in this
0: country get, just bug me more. Yeah.
1: we should so, be allowed to hibernate as a species. Uh,
0: we were in my back garden there, like, last week for, like, and I realised I've barely been out here other than to take out the bins mm. since, like, November. It just sort of becomes not a part of your house that's in use yeah. for, like, long bloody winters. You no,
1: know, last couple of winters as we've headed, you know, whenever the clocks um, go back, that kind of period, definitely find myself going, oh, man, it's going to be a struggle now. <laughs> so, Joe. Batten down the hatches again, because <laughs> Well, I hope
0: everybody's feeling good this Sorry, Tuesday we're, night. We're, it's now we're going. It's the opposite now. It's like woo. You just brought us back to the grimness of nah, the last. No, well, that's
1: so far away. We're now into the good times. So Dundalk is where you're bringing us next.
2: It is indeed, yeah. The Dundalk chairman, Sean O'Connor, says talks regarding potential investment from Hull City are on ice. Last week, Dundalk confirmed discussions were ongoing with three different parties, which could result in investment or indeed outright sale. Hull manager Liam Rossenor talked up the potential link-up with Dundalk last week as well, while the Hull chairman, Achon O'Chali fueled speculation of an investment in Shelburne on Friday night, having attended Friday's defeat to St. Pat's as a guest of the Talca Park Club. O'Connor told Inside Oriel today that the links to Hull were overstated. By others, when when we like we we had conversations with all. I think that's uh, apparent now. That's 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 been well covered. Um, but we're at a point now that at those conversations that we we don't see them. We're not going to progress with them at this point. And um, we both kind of decided to to put things on ice, and we're not going to be going forward at this point. But. Exactly to what I said to Dan at the time. These conversations to come and go. Certain conversations will will uh, go down a path, and and they won't move on. Um, but that's that's the nature of this business. That's the nature of football, and that's what we expect it to, to happen. And um, yeah, from how the last seven days went with regards to that, the things that happened, yeah, they, they, they took they, took, they took, took us all by surprise. Mm-hmm. It was never as close as that was being made out in the last uh, seven days. Okay, we'll watch that space. FA Cup tonight, Rich. Yeah, Bristol City hoping to engineer one of the great FA Cup shocks tonight. The Championship Club welcomed Manchester City to Ashton Gate in one of four ties in round five. There's an eight o'clock start there. Uh, They have just kicked off at the Bet365 Stadium. Evan Ferguson has started up front for Brighton, away to Stoke. There's a half seven start to the meeting of Leicester and Blackburn. That's at the King Power. The only all Premier League tie of the night is at Craven Cottage and sees Fulham entertain Leeds.
1: Somebody has texted in to say... I'm not a particularly sporty person. Uh, thank you for listening, all the same. I'm not a particularly mm-hmm. sporty person, but with one TV in the house, I absorb some sporting footage by osmosis. How many match of the day clips are there with Beautiful Day by YouTube playing in the background? Says Alva in Dublin. I haven't noticed that.
0: Beautiful Day would be well used for uh, you know a, an ending montage of a show. I'm Do not you, sure. Yeah, beautiful Day was there. The the w- Back in the day, was the pre- it was, was the ITV yeah, exactly, yeah, ZigTune with the Des Lynam.
1: That was mad Des and moved to ITV for that. <laughs> yeah.
0: And then sort of disappeared. They only seemed to keep that for two or three years. <laughs> yeah, I think they lost the rights back to BBC whenever the, right. whenever the rights came I think it was back. Was it five years or something of, like that? Was yeah. it five? I thought it was good. It was fine. You're right, used you to know. the ad breaks, didn't you? Oh, the ad breaks, I suppose. Yeah. yeah.
2: Joe freaked me out the other week when I discovered it. I wasn't It was there around Christmas time. It was whenever Lineker's birthday was. Mm. Lineker, I think, is older now than Lynham was when he went to ITV. Mm. People just
1: age better now, though, don't they? they really do oh my yeah. god because we were watching uh, I'd never seen it before We'd, well we were watching Father of the Bride over Christmas oh yeah so was I but like Steve Martin's <laughs> only Steve Martin's <laughs> only like 42 or 3 in that I know yeah but he's like a, a, the equivalent of a 70 year old in 2023 yeah. by the way he
2: was a ridicu- Yeah, he was a ridiculously handsome man in his younger days though have you ever seen a young picture of Steve Martin Steve
1: Martin yeah was he woof well, well yeah. I'm, I'm including in his 40s as in his younger days.
0: The, yeah, exactly. Yeah. The it's other
1: one was uh, mother in Home Alone. Oh yeah, he's 36 in Home Alone. What? Yeah, but she dresses like she's 56. Catherine O'Hara, isn't that her name? I don't yeah. know. She's yeah. in about Schmidt now. Yeah. So like people are aging. And it's, it's, <laughs> it's why, why, why? is? What's the big difference?
0: <laughs> um, is it clothes? I think it is. I think a lot of it is style and all of that. But also, like, I think people are just living slightly better, I would imagine. But is it food? So what is it? Why, in what way are you living better? I'd imagine Gary Lineker has in every way looked after himself yeah. and his body better than, uh, yeah. than Des Lynam did over his years. Like I next... think Gary Lineker
2: could benefit from a massive tash, though. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, I do feel like there's a quantum leap with the next generation in terms of their height. What do you mean? Everyone's going to be taller. I feel like me and you in old age, are going to be such small old men. Well, I'm already a kind of a small old man, but uh, I'm not huge either. Like I think, like Richie, you'll be okay. But I I'm all right. Richie, you'll yeah. be all
0: right. Yeah. I
1: li- I Richie see, hopes this happens. See <laughs> me and Nick
0: shuffling down on Connell Street, and like the next generation going. God. Yeah. Were they? Were they Russians? Steve Martin is portrayed in that film as a crazy father who is 100% right in, every, in all of his concerns. His 23 year old daughter turns back, uh, comes back from yeah, tri- a trip away in Italy and yeah. decides she's getting married to someone no one's ever met. That's absolutely bananas and she's portrayed as the normal person Is that because still... uh, people got married younger in that era? I think so, yeah, early 90s but uh, even so, I think that's still a little bit crazy Very affecting, like his sadness at losing her. Yeah?
1: We won't get into it now but... No, you're feeling it more <laughs> than you used to Joe, that's all I know Oh dear. Right, let's get back on track. <laughs> Why not? Is there any sport on today? There is. F A <laughs> FA Cup there.
2: FA up there yeah and five members of the recent Combined Provinces squad have been included in the full Ireland squad for the women's Six Nations Ella Roberts Nevo Dowd Sive McGrath Fiona Chewett and Molly Boyne all played a part in winning the inaugural Celtic Challenge earlier this month they're among eight uncapped players named by Greg McWilliams in a 32 player squad today however the likes of Bevan Parsons Amy Lee Murphy Crow and Stacey Flood are all away on sevens duties the team will again be captained by Nicola Friday and Ireland open their campaign against Wales at Cardiff's Arms Park on the 25th of March.
1: I just don't know what we're doing here really. With the sevens, it's crazy. Bevan it's Parsons, Amy Lee Murphy Crow, Stacey Flood, all the way on sevens Judy, By the way, all of these games live on either Orte or Virgin, huge available audience. I that's
0: love that the I love that women's Six Nations has gone post, you know, and that, that it kind of give, elongates the Six Nations. It doesn't bury the women's game in the weekends Without with the under-20s. Well, some of your best players and then two of your most marketable uh, that's, that's what go. I was going to say. Like Bevan Parsons and Amy Lee Murphy Crow are really recognisable names to even non-hardcore rugby fans and they're not going to be there when people are going to be watching watching those games in a month. It's really frustrating. Uh,
1: So uh, that's the Irish squad. There's been a feasibility study on a female Lions tour and the early signs are good, Rich? Is that the gist? Yeah, p- positive uh, outcome or positive findings from that feasibility study. First
2: ever women's version of the British and Irish Lions could well soon be reality. Ireland assistant coach Nia Briggs was part of a 13-person steering group that assessed the viability of the venture. The Lions group and the constituent unions are now working through potential structures and placement in the calendar. Quite who the opposition would be also remains up in the air with New Zealand and France the early front runners from what is a pretty thin field. Chair of the steering committee, Yian Evans, explained the process they've gone through to date
1: well it was a pretty long and robust process but what was important was drove this we needed expertise and experience around the table broadcasters unions administrators and world rugby as well all engaged in this process and everyone had their moment several moments in which to engage to contribute to challenge to scrutinize and that, in essence, is what the steering group was about. It's about bringing the right people into the room to discuss this. You know, and what is a really exciting prospect. Mm. Last story or two, Rich, whatever you want. Uh,
2: Ireland will begin their 2024 Six Nations campaign away to France on Friday the 2nd of February the venue for the game yet to be confirmed as the Stade de France won't be available due to its preparation for the Olympics so it'll be the first time since 1996 that an away game with France in the Six Nations will be played somewhere other than the Saint-Denis venue Chelsea are going to be without Thiago Silva for up to six weeks he picked up a knee ligament injury during Sunday's Premier League defeat to Tottenham they've of course uh, got Borussia Dortmund next week in the Champions League and no longer Legrat has formally resigned as president of the French Football Federation. The 81-year-old had previously been suspended over allegations of sexual misconduct, as well as a damning audit commissioned by the sports ministry there. Le Gratt has denied any wrongdoing, but Philippe Diallo will step up from vice president to take on the role on an interim basis until June.
1: Okay, very good. We're out of time,
0: Michael. Yeah. See you after eight. Away to France to start the next oh, thing. On a, a Friday night, after winning the World Cup, our Grand Slam hopes will be over straight away. There's no hope. There's no hope he'll win that game. Won't be in of France. Well, even so, the Ireland have won the World Cup. They'll only just be over that. Yeah. Uh, Michael back for a slight tangent. Richie, thank you.
1: Nice and that.